welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Um, how are you doing this morning? Good morning. Doing fantastic. And I know that we both uh, had a retreat this last weekend uh, that we did, you and Dan, Linda and I, and uh, Jake and Mary Beckel. Oh, we did it at their house, and they were uh, co-leading with us. That was fun. Um, oh, that's fun, yes. And then, uh, Scott and uh, uh, Kristen Cornell were doing a retreat right down the street from you. Uh, oh, were they really? Yeah. At their, so, oh, that's great. I didn't realize they had one this weekend, too. Yeah, we yeah. were doing one up in Holderness. We actually were at the Cachero's retreat house, yep. which we got. I don't know about, well, you're down south, right? Yeah. Not for yours, but yeah. we're you know up in New Hampshire, and literally God melted the snow just before we got there. And so we had gorgeous weather. It was this odd little, you know, odd little time that God gave us of 80 degrees and sunny one day, 77 and sunny the next, and it's back in the 50s again now. Yeah. But it was a couple of beautiful days, and they live right on White Oak, White Oak Pond up in the mountains in Holderness. And um, boy, sitting out there and just looking over the, the pond when you wake up in the morning and just beautiful and peaceful and everyone thoroughly enjoyed it it was it was an amazing time in god's word together we had i know you know you had a group of um c12 people i think right yeah, c12 we had, two, 12 yeah. ceos and their spouses yeah yeah we had um a significant number of staff from our church actually mm. and then just another couple that that we're good friends with from the church at ours and it was just a sweet sweet time because we had such expectant hearts some some heavy things that people are dealing with and all of that but they came so ready and excited to hear and god moved in just really really cool and unique ways over the weekend so it was it was a great time for sure yeah yeah we did too we had uh uh on sundays in our retreats as you know we go around and uh, have an extra in the abiding retreat uh they do a exercise uh to, mm -hmm. to get in the word together um or actually individually and then hear from god and they do um and they came back and um there was already uh two people were already crying mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> because they they you know god touched their heart so directly mm -hmm. uh that it really hit them you know that and then um and it's always amazing to us how God speaks to every everybody individually exactly where they are to invite them to his right. you know, his his place and his path and uh we got around to the end and the last guy said you know um I'm overwhelmed that we all started in the same place mm -hmm. and that God could speak to us individually uh and personally and specifically to us he said he said that I said and that's when I said well then do you, if you understood that you know why would you ever not want to spend time with the God of the universe who has something to right. say <laughs> right uh, so they uh, they kind of 
put that two and two together is that, oh, yeah, um, yeah, we enjoyed this. I said, that's the way it's supposed to be every day. Uh, right. And, and his word is a joy. That's good. Yeah. We had a fun, um, you know, the, the day before the, the Ezekiel exercise is always, you know, for anybody who's gone through the retreat, it is the best day hands down. Yeah. Just because all we do as leaders is literally bring them the feet of Jesus and then he runs with it. And, and they really see the word of God just come alive to them personally, like you were just saying. But it was really fun. The day before the retreat, I was just outside on the dock praying over the couples and knowing the Ezekiel exercises coming. And, and I asked God if there was anything special he wanted me to be praying, anything to alert me to. And, um, and what I heard was, you know, pray for, for walls to come down and just hearts ready to receive. I'm going to speak. And some of what I'm going to say is actually going to surprise people. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of a fun alert, you know, so I'm praying ahead of that. And then, you know, on Saturday night, we all just hang out and have good fellowship together and a lot of laughter. The The guys were all out on the deck um, hanging out together and the women were all inside having fun conversation and, and just, I mean, talking about silly stuff, even not even anything of great gravity, just enjoying each other's company. Um, but what I'm setting up here is kind of fun. One of the people actually, uh, one of the guys there that is not on staff and I don't think I'm sharing out of turn to share this. I won't give all the details, but um, through the weekend, he was very open to to all of it, but he's very much an intellectual, analytical. Um, he can quickly pull up any scripture and just knows it, knows the context, knows the history, um, but struggles with the idea, like trying to apply it at all everything's in historical context just how his brain is wired and what his experience has been and he's you know openly voicing this that he's wanting to be open but he doesn't really understand you know how you even when he would read something during the week you know or during the weekend you know but this was when they were collecting taxes how does that have to do with me now <laughs> you know so just struggling to get out of the actual historical rather than seeing things in the whole counsel of God and how does the scripture speak to you personally and what does it reveal of his character and what he might be speaking to you and so we did a lot of working him through some of that over the weekend but um Saturday night when they were when the guys were all outside talking they got on this conversation of if you ever got a tattoo what would you get and and he shared a story because of his love for uh, for you too this group and and having seen them all over the world in different places um, he would get something that was shine like stars you know and because that's he's you know there was a whole story to it but anyway it was just one of those funny things they had in conversation we get to the Ezekiel exercise and he comes back and he is moved beyond tears and he as he begins to lay the whole thing out and this again is the very intellectual one. Um, as he begins to lay out where God took him, he eventually takes him to this verse and he's like, y'all aren't going to believe this. And the girls have no idea. The ladies have no idea what he's even talking about in this particular part. He's like, you guys aren't going to believe this. And he read the verse he was taken to and a key phrase in it was shine like stars. Oh my. And all the guys jaws dropped his jaw dropped. He was like, hey, that couldn't have been more pognant given the conversation last night and it was just so cool because for him i mean that that was the perfect surprise for him to see god do i mean there was obviously a message behind the whole thing too but in particular just to see how personally 
God can drop right in and speak to him when he, when his biggest struggle was how does that become personal and not just yeah. stay in intellect <laughs> and, and for it to be in such an uncanny way was just awesome. So we're like, Hey, you got to head to the tattoo parlor parlor, by the way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, the, um, you know, part of the the beauty of abiding is that uh, the surprises come because God does touch uh, hearts and and commit, you know, put connect what I say connects dots with things. Is that you see something here and then He speaks about it over here and mm-hmm. uh, He says, you know, I, I want to surprise you and thrill you, you know, and that's yes. that's, that's the thrill of abiding. Well, we've been um, talking about uh, in our uh, last conversation about this question that came up, which was a good one. Um, is the God of the New Testament the same as the God of the Old Testament? It seems like uh, Jesus in the New Testament is way different than the Father and the Elohim in the Old Testament. Um, so we've been processing that and, and basically started with uh, the verse out of Hebrews uh, 13 that says that um, Jesus uh, is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow uh, mm-hmm. because he's eternal and, and keep just thinking of of the nature of God is complete, everything all, uh, never changing. Because if he changed, then he really wouldn't be God. Then he was less right. less God than he is now, and he can't be. So he's eternal, uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, so the Old New Testament uh, nature of God really hasn't changed any, um, and uh, we can we can drift into what I call a sappy view of uh, Christianity um, and dismiss the holiness of God and the justice of God and uh, even the judgment of God uh, for the just the sake of, of, of equating that Christian love, Jesus' love, is just pure acceptance of everything. Um, mm-hmm. And no, um, it's, it's still the same. Uh, there's, there's a key opportunity in the New Testament that we have that they didn't have in the Old Testament and that's you know that's having Christ within us so let's let's uh, uh, we last time we talked about um, David and that he had failed uh, mm-hmm. but that he was had the opportunity for repentance and then restoration which he then prayed uh, you know don't don't remove the Holy Spirit from me uh, right. don't don't uh, let me be suffering now because of my mistake but rather restore to me the joy of my salvation and help me continue to live a full life, which, which he did. Um, so that's the nature of God is forgiveness. But we wanted to uh, retie that to the New Testament. So uh, Romans 8, 1 and 2, which is basically illustrating his heart, which was the heart of the Old Testament. Uh, Romans 8, 1 and 2, what does that say? There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So that um, he says in Christ, in me, hey, David, in me, uh, come back to me. uh, There is no condemnation uh, Mm -hmm. because we have a sinful nature. uh, We're going to fail. Uh, and he says, remember what I've done for you is cover you with my righteousness so that then you could have relationship with me. And so mm-hmm. uh, even in the Old Testament with Israel, they had to be covered by righteousness. And then God said, love me with all your heart, mind and soul. Follow me, connect with me, be with me. 
and I will uh, provide to you the life that I have, and you won't be judged, and you won't be having the the consequences. And that's what he you know says in in Romans eight. Um, and Jesus reiterates this whole um, idea for us about how he connects the Old and New Testament. And go to uh, Matthew five uh, seventeen to twenty. He makes a statement that really helps us understand why he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Matthew five seventeen to 20. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, shall be, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you'll by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, so um, he sets up an interesting truth, and he says that um, I've come, but don't think I've come to abolish, change, dismiss the truth of the Old Testament. Um, he says, actually, I haven't come to d d diminish it or to uh, replace it. I've come to do what? Fulfill it. To fulfill it, yeah. Um, I am now the fullness, the completeness, um, because of what I'm about ready to do and what I'm showing you, is now I fulfill the truth of, of who we are and what I'm inviting you to to join me. So he says, I haven't come to change it. And then he says, um, you have to follow every jot and tittle, every instruction and every jot and tittle. And jot and tittle, remember, are the marks right. that are, that are uh, more of the vowels uh, that uh, because the Hebrew language is consonants. So you could have the same three consonants, but if you have different dots or different marks, mm -hmm. it means a completely different word. Uh, so he said, because it's so precise, those little words aren't aren't going to be changing. Um, they're going to be fulfilled completely. So that's why, by the way, as we're abiding, uh, we look at both Old and New Testament equally and let him speak to us about that. And, and, and he, he will help us understand fulfillment of what that means. So that sacrifice, mm -hmm. for example, if you were just reading Old Testament, well, it was done by the high priest, and it was only done for a year because it wasn't, and it even says so. It said it's not ever finished. Right. They had to con redo it every year, yeah. right? But Christ, it says in Hebrews, that it he did finish it once and for all. And so the fulfillment of that process, which is still valid, mm -hmm. is now in Christ so that um, the New Testament is to be understood and Jesus's life is to be understood as fulfillment now of truths that were in the Old Testament, but they still hold up um, mm. and the nature of God still hold up. Um, and then just, to, I'm just going to illustrate this a little bit. Uh, go to uh, Luke, excuse me, uh, Matthew 10, 34 to 38. Uh, it's an interesting statement. A lot of scripture, a lot of passages that, that uh, particularly uh, ministers skip. Uh, of the New Testament, but it's an interesting statement by Jesus, uh, Matthew 10, 34 to 38. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not to I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves 
father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's an interesting statement. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, uh, go to, uh, just as a corollary, I just want to uh, correlate this. Now go to, Deut go to, I didn't give you this before, but go to Deuteronomy 6. If you can uh, pull that up. Got it. Um, and um, uh, read verses uh, uh, 3 through uh, 3 to 6. Okay. Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly, as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. Yeah. So, um, you know, the Old Testament says, well, in order for it to be well with you, um, you have to be obedient and love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul, which means I'm going to follow him first mm -hmm. uh, and foremost. Um, well, in Luke, or excuse me, in Matthew, uh, Jesus says, well, I haven't come to bring peace. Mm -hmm. uh, I've come to bring a sword. And um, as I bring the sword, you're, it's going to cause division. And he says, the reason is you have to love me more than your relationships, even your closest relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to love me uh, first. And it's setting that, a priority. Yeah. You set a priority. And see, that that's a New Testament statement. Now, again, when we read uh, scripture like that, uh, we would, our question would be, wait a minute. Um, you said that if I follow you, I'll get peace. Mm -hmm. um, wait a minute. You just said you didn't come to bring peace. And he says, he says, okay, now think about what I just said. Um, put those two things together. Mm -hmm. Are they both true? Yes. How? I've come to offer you peace. You can receive peace, but you're going to have to choose me first. Uh, mm -hmm. Just like it was in the Old Testament. Uh, they had to choose me first. And if they did, it went well with them. Mm -hmm. If they didn't, there were consequences to that. And they lost the essence of the covenant. And they were captured or they were judged. and uh, Or they lost the bounty of what the abundant life that God gave them. And, and it still holds up today. And that, that requirement, see, still holds up. Mm -hmm. That you must That's love good. me with all your heart, mind, and soul. Um, and then... Um, Paul tells us there is there is a, a truth about all that. So go to First uh, Corinthians three, uh, five to seventeen. Sure. Um, who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you have believed, as the Lord gave to each one? I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then, neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, and you are God's building. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, 
for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Yeah. So um, he says that you can be a believer, but it's about then how do you follow? Remember Christ said in, in Matthew, um, I haven't come to bring peace. I've come to bring a sword because the priority is, is as a follower of Christ, I am to be first and foremost always on everything. And mm -hmm. you seek me, even if it causes division amongst your family uh, and close people close to you who don't have a heart to follow me, who don't proceed with following me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you that. And so he says, uh, our call, Paul says, is to build our life on the foundation of Christ, which Jesus, you know, kind of put together here in Matthew, that that foundation is you follow my instruction you follow me completely over above anything else so that mm -hmm. um, he said the works which the works are what we follow into that he performs for us you know that we are his workmanship prepared this is in ephesians two ten, for his good works good right. works is his work in our life and he says you you follow me into those works and if you do and by the way, it's not your best idea. So like, for example, right. um, uh, we had that this weekend is, you know, people were doing a lot of things, uh, even in ministry stuff. But a lot the, of good things. But, the, but when they started to evaluate it, it was detracting mm. from where God really would have them. Because he mm -hmm. said, well, my good work is right now it's your children or it's it's your marriage or it's something else that I need you to spend focus on. And you're di you're being distracted because you think you have a good idea, but you're mm -hmm. not you're not building on the foundation of Christ. And Paul says you can spend your whole life as a believer and everything you do is burnt up, burnt up, meaning mm -hmm. it's of no value as you go into eternity and there's and, the, and you don't get the reward of it. Uh, because of it, so that there's an opportunity uh, to follow him if we have a heart to follow him. Uh, so uh, we need to understand because why? Well, the nature of God hasn't changed any. Right. Um, is that that's still a requirement, and the invitation, you know, is is to come and be with me. Now, here's the good news. Um, he says, and and there is a there is a significant one significant difference between the Old and New Testament. Uh, go to Hebrews 10 and read verses 11 through 18. And this is this is the good news, and this is the key difference. Not the nature of God, but rather the key opportunity that we have because of it. Hmm. Hebrews 10, 11 to 18. Yeah. And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. From that time, waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. But the Holy Spirit also witnesses to us, for he, uh, for after he set, had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law into their hearts, 
and in their minds I will write them. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. So um, as you um, understand that, he says, um, yes, there's a new covenant. It's not a replacement. Remember, because Jesus mm-hmm. said, I haven't, haven't come to abolish the covenant. And the covenant is, I'm, I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Um, I'm offering right. you a superabundant life. He said, uh, that's an agreement. And the requirement of the Old Testament was you had to basically do what we just read in Deuteronomy. You have to follow him mm-hmm. with all your heart, mind, and soul and be obedient to the instructions that, that I give you. Uh, he said, that still stands. Mm-hmm. But he says now, and he said the new covenant, which is really the fulfillment of the covenant, is I place myself within you. Right. So that the ability to respond to the call isn't up to you. It's really you letting me give you the power to follow. Uh, and the only uh, requirement now uh, at the base of it is you just stay with me yes um, and I'll I'll process you through that to be obedient so that when you struggle being obedient it's not mm-hmm. well you, well you're gonna fail rather the failure and this is hard to understand and, and speak of completely the failure is you just walked away from me mm-hmm. uh, because um, I'm here to give you that power to be obedient because I'm now I can do both sides of the deal and you have to actually work at now walking away, which is what Paul talks about, that um, he says you're, you're not building on the foundation. You purposely have walked away because mm-hmm. you had the privilege of it. Um, and so the opportunity uh, is to do it. And then he, he uh, finishes it. Uh, if we go to Romans 8 and just read verses uh, 26 to 28 and then uh, 30, 31 and 32, just so that we sure. understand what, what opportunity we have. Okay. Romans 8, 26 to uh, 30. 28 and then 31 and 32. Okay. Um, likewise, the spirit also helps in that. Whoops. Um, likewise, the spirit also helps in our weakness for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And then 31 and 32, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So he says that um, the Holy Spirit who's in you is Mm -hmm. to uh, receive my will, Father, express that to you that's his role and to do what make all things work together for good according to his purpose Mm -hmm. uh if you have a heart to go i can take the difficulties i can take your conflicts i can take your issues of life your decisions and make them all good even when you've caused them um and then he says why well because i'm for you Mm -hmm. and um um, all you have to do is stay with me and that was the requirement of the old testament as well so that the nature of God hasn't changed any. Um, is he the same? Absolutely, he's the same. Is there something unique about the New Testament? Yes, because of Christ finishing the work 
And now when you believe, the Holy Spirit, Christ himself, is placed within you. Mm -hmm. um, and the key is, uh, don't put it dormant, because he says, you know, in Romans 5, again, he says, or Romans 8, 5, is uh, you put to death that power that's available to you that will fulfill the, the beautiful life. And as a believer, you can separate yourself from this beautiful power and still suffer the consequences mm -hmm. because I'm holy and I can't change that truth. Um, and if you, if you walk away from me back into the flesh, a matter of fact, it says this in Galatians, you have severed your, your relationship with Christ, uh, Galatians 5, and you have fallen from grace the opportunity for me to give me this grand life so um i think i think we've explored it pretty well and uh, i just want everybody to understand that the answer is uh, he's the same mm -hmm. um there is a there is one difference and the difference is actually the fulfillment of him which is in us uh, right. and that and that's why abiding is so important so critical is why would you miss the opportunity for the God of the universe to speak to you and draw you and, and give you the power to be obedient uh, to what? His his wonderful plan to give you a super abundant life. <laughs> so, right. So, it's uh, beautiful. It really is beautiful. So, Father, we uh, thank you. Uh, we are rejoicing that uh, you are the same yesterday and today. You are God, uh, that we aren't to dismiss the Old Testament. We're not to diminish it. We're not to avoid it but rather to let you speak to all, all of Scripture to us to fulfill the life that you have, knowing that you're within us to be able to interpret that. And so what a privilege that is, and may we trust it completely and enjoy uh, being in the Word, both old and new. And we thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for all your wisdom there. And thank you for sending in the questions, guys. If you have any more questions, send them in at questions at afjministry.com. And we'll be happy to talk about them. Have a great afternoon. We'll yep. see you next time. See you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments. And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.